How many of you have struggled to find time and energy for personal development? Maybe you're dealing with financial struggles or to lose weight or you want to prioritize your relationships. Goal setting is crucial to personal growth, but if you've ever found yourself wondering, where do I begin? This episode's for you. Today's guest is a former student of mine and the author of the book, One Single Push-Up, Lift Up Your Mind, Body, and Soul. Bradley Bertinair shares his incredible personal development journey from facing financial struggles to a transformative moment with one single push-up. He offers insights on goal setting and taking small steps for lasting change. Plus, he introduces us the concept of soul integrity, a powerful reminder to be true to yourself while embracing personal growth. Y'all, this interview is pure joy for me, and I'm so excited to share with you. Let's do this. Do you want to feel less scattered and more focused, but the idea of goal setting sounds like adding more pressure to your already pressure-filled life? If so, welcome to the Plan Goal Plan Podcast. I'm Danielle McGue. I'm a professor, mom, planner addict, and recovering overachiever. After years of hustle and grind, I was tired of trying harder. I was ready to try easier. At the intersection of research, practice, and play, I found a purposeful path to planning and goal setting that is fun, simple, and sustainable. If you're ready to try easier, if you're ready to make memories and do meaningful work, grab a pen. I will equip you with tools and practices to clarify purpose, reclaim time, and achieve goals, playfully and lightly. Let's get started. Y'all, I am super excited. I am seriously tickled to introduce today's guest. I have Bradley Bertinair with us today. Bradley was one of my students ages ago. Ages ago when I was teaching at Louisiana State University, I had directed this show called Crap Happened and he was one of my actors. And I know that I have probably piqued a few of y'all's interest. You're like, wait, what? You wrote and directed a show called Crap Happens? Yes, this was a moment in my life and it was wild and it was fun. And it's definitely a story that I need to share. However, this was years ago, and now Bradley is rocking at life, and I want to really focus this episode on that. He is the author of a new book called One Single Push-Up, Lift Up Your Mind, Body, and Soul, and he brings 14 years of leadership experience as a human resources business partner of an international organization. He lives with his wife and two kids in Carmichael, California. And I am so, so excited to have you here, Bradley. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my goodness. Tell me, tell me your story. Like we haven't seen each other in like over a decade. I noticed on Facebook that you have a book coming out. I saw an awesome picture of you the other day, just chilling, reading your new book, highlighting. <laughs> how is it like, how did you find yourself the author of a book on personal development? Tell me a little bit of how you got there. Oh, man. Well, the story, I guess you could say, begins when I was 24. I had graduated from LSU, as you know, and usually when, right, go Tigers. And usually when it's a normal circumstance, but I had a lot of debt in about $50,000 worth of student loan and credit card debt. And something happened at the townhome I was staying in. There were actually gunshots outside the townhome so close that the windows were actually shaking. So anywho, I moved out and I moved back in with my parents. And so that's where my personal development story took off. 
moved back in with the parents and my brother, Eddie, he actually gave me a book and it was The Traveler's Gift by Andy Andrews. And so in this book, it's a fictitious uh, story of David Ponder, who is kind of going through midlife crisis. He's down on his luck and he actually travels through time and meets some historical figures who give them give him a piece of wisdom that he could take back with him and to continue to live in his life. And so the book had the seven principles of personal success. And I ate it up. I mean, talk about perfect timing. But, you know, here I am, all this debt, moving back home with my parents. And then my brother gives me a book that's a literal how-to guide on how can you build a life of personal success. And so the timing of it was truly miraculous. And so I read that book and applied the principles to the best that I could. But one of them was to seek wisdom. And so I just started consuming personal development books. The just like 15 to 20 a year, audio versions, hardcovers, paperbacks, just became obsessed, borderline obsessed with personal development. And so that's how it uh, definitely got started. The book that I wrote here, One Single Push-Up, picks back up when I was, or when I turned 30 years old. I had a lot happen in a few short years. I had moved from Louisiana to California and I got married. We bought a house. We had a kid. And there I am one, one morning and I'm reading one of my personal development books. And it was actually Jordan Peterson's book, The 12 Rules for Life. I know he's a bit of a controversial figure to say the least, but he, the wisdom really struck me that morning. And I had this epiphany in the shower where I, all these ideas, all these personal development ideas converged to form like a single idea. It was almost like one of those lightning bolt epiphanies that you hear about, you know, where it's like, ding, the light bulbs above your head. Like it just goes off, like their neurons are firing. And the idea was so simple. It was, it was, I didn't like what I saw in the mirror. The chapter of the, of the Jordan Peterson book that I had read was compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to who someone else is today. And so the idea I had was, you know what? I don't like the way I look in the mirror right now. I was obese at the time. If you look at the CDC BMI index, no muscle definition. And I was like, I can beat that guy. So I got down on the ground and I did a single push-up. So someone might be thinking like, why? Like what push-up's not going to do anything, right? Well, the next day I did two push-ups. And then the day after that, I did three push-ups. And so now I've actually exercised every single day and I'm closing in on the five-year mark, which will be on November 21st. So yeah, so long-winded, but that's, that's basically how I got into the personal development frame to actually writing a book about it. That's amazing. I think that one of the things that your story really peaks for me is that we have these moments in our lives that feel kind of low, actually, that you're moving into your parents' basement and you're thinking, mm -hmm. gosh, like, this is not going the way that I want it to. Or we're in like periods of transition. Like you mentioned, that's really exciting. You're married and you have a kid, but like, it's also just, it feels like everything is changing so fast that you can't get a grip on it in some ways. And those moments can be so challenging. And yet it's often in those moments that if we have practices in place, like you reading personal development books, that those moments can open us up to having these huge aha lightning strike 
moments where all of a sudden there's this path of clarity. This is what I need to do next. And it's one single push up and you just go for it. That's such an amazing part of the human experience, right? That like we can feel lost and then all of a sudden have such a powerful moment of inspiration and connection with ourself or with God or with our family members or friends. And so I think that's absolutely amazing. So I know that I'm really interested in goal setting, and I know that that's part of your interest as well. But one of the things that can be so overwhelming when I'm working with clients on goal setting is that when you're in this moment where everything seems to be kind of just flying and floating around and you look at your life and you think about, okay, well, I have these health goals. Well, spiritually, I feel kind of disconnected. Financially, I'm a mess. I don't even know who my friends are anymore. I don't know. I'm a new parent. I don't have time for that. My job, like, am I fulfilled there? How do you know where to start? Like, so for you, you had this like moment, you look in the mirror and you're like one push up. Like, how do you, how do you help people figure out you have all these different life domains? Like, where do you start? That's a phenomenal question. And for me, this is kind of where the personal and personal development comes in, the self and self-help comes in, it's it's very individualized. And the way I actually start the book is by asking a question, who are you? The whole first chapter is an exercise for the reader to ponder that very question. How are you doing in the category, in the various categories of life? And I break it up into a few different categories, but basically mind, body, and soul. So like in the mind section, I'm asking, how is your emotional health right now? Are you intellectually challenged right now? Are you creatively expressed? And so I asked the reader to ponder these questions. And then in the body section, it is, what does your diet look like right now? What does your exercise habits look like right now? What do your sleep habits look like? And so it's kind of weird to write a book and then the first chapter ask the reader the questions. But that's, that's how I open the book. And I actually include worksheets in the book for them to write out their answers, their responses to the prompts and the questions, because I think it is so individualized. It is so up to the individual. Everybody has a unique situation. You might be crushing it in one category of life, but you might be suffering in another. And so stopping to think about it, it the exercise in and of itself can be beneficial, right? Because you might become aware, wow, I didn't really realize I'm working 80 to 120 hours a week and I'm making tons of money financially. I'm rocking, but my relationships are a mess or I've put on this extra weight because I'm not watching what I eat or having time to exercise or go for walks or stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's really just an exercise to see, all right, where are you right now? And then the very next chapter is who do you want to become, right? So then it's switching gears to, okay, we did a little spot check. We figured out where you're starting. You have your bearings. Now, what goals do you want to set, right? Where do you want to go from here? And so I have them choose three subcategories within the mind, body, soul framework to specifically focus on. And so as far as which one to get started, yeah, it's a tough choice. For me, the inspiration came looking in the mirror. For another person, it might be paycheck Friday. You get your paycheck, the bills come out of it, and the money's gone. And you're like, okay, what, what is happening? So- a large uh, percentage of uh, Americans are living paycheck to paycheck and the anxiety that comes with that can be very stressful. And so that might be the epiphany or that might be the moment where someone is wanting to change. So yeah, it's that's a tough question because it's yeah. so individualized. So 
Well, I really like that you put this focus on people exploring themselves before they sit down to set goals. I feel very passionately about that. In fact, that is called plan, goal, plan, because I actually think that people should engage in what I call planning for clarity before they ever sit down to set goals for direction. And then returning to planning for action and efficiency and optimizing whatever it is that you're you're moving towards. And what's so fascinating to me is the ways in which our culture really isn't structured in a way that invites us to connect with ourselves. And that many of the things that are most healthy for us, we feel like we don't have time for. And so working with a lot of my my clients on goal setting and planning, I really noticed that they'll they'll say things like, oh, I don't really know what it is that I enjoy anymore. And then it was interesting, a couple of weeks ago, I was working with someone and she was like, I really do know what it is that I enjoy. And then as we were talking about things, she goes, oh, but I don't know what my strengths are anymore. So I think that there are ways that we just kind of dissociate from ourselves as we get into the role of life and to take that time to just relearn about ourselves is so powerful. And then opening ourselves to having those epiphanic moments, right? Those aha moments so that you can even just be aware when that paycheck Friday comes that that's, that's your calling, right? Like this is, this is your moment to say, Hey, Danielle, something's got to change here. And I think that if we aren't first like peaked to be aware, we aren't going to notice those moments when they come so that then we can act on them. But yeah, I think that you're right. Which, which, which area of our life we need to tend to first is very individual. And so let's say we get to that point where we have that aha moment and we go, okay, this is the category. I know I got to get going on it. How, how do we make that first? How do we take that first step? Yeah, no, that's a great question too. I, for me, it was a push up, right? I thought of what is one thing, what's the easiest thing I could possibly do because it wasn't about the up. It wasn't about the workout that day. I mean, if you do one push up, it's not going to do a single thing with your physical health. It was about forming a habit. And so that was the goal. The goal was to do something so incredibly easy that anybody could do it. Or the biggest thing is to start. And so it, and it depends on what category you choose, right? So let's take financial, for example, if you want to get better with your finances, then in that situation, you one need to know what you're spending money on and how much money you're making. But you need to know both sides of that equation. And if you're spending more than you're making, then obviously there's a discrepancy there, right? Like you, you, I call it the aggregation of marginal gains or the aggregation of marginal losses. And so if you are earning more than you make, then there is money left over where you could save or invest it, et cetera. If you are spending more than you make, then you're taking out debt to pay for your bills or for your current lifestyle. And so for that scenario, you need to start somewhere. You either need to increase income or decrease expenditures, ideally both. But that was where one area where you could get started. Now, for a lot of people or for some people, one thing that they could do is to try and educate themselves on the topic. And so this one is probably an even better jumping off point. Think about how much do I know about this topic? If I'm spending money hand over foot, maybe I don't know much about money or how it works if I don't have any. So maybe I start reading books on financial literacy and there are so many out there. This is definitely one of the things that I started doing when I was 24, the compound effect by Darren Hardy, Dave Ramsey, the richest man in Babylon. 
is a great one where it's got ancient concepts that are still applicable to money today. So to get started, it's, it's really about just jumping in there and taking action and getting experience and learning, applying the knowledge that you learn and then being patient. I even provide a simple formula in the book, right? It's a positive integer, negative integer. What's the difference times time. And so if you're spending more than you make consistently, then you'll be consistently not having money at the end, right? You won't be saving or investing. I use the example in the body chapter, if you're consuming more calories than you're burning every day, then there's going to be some left over. And so your body stores it as fat. As far as getting started, it's educating yourself, taking action, being patient, because the best success formulas that I've found have been small changes over long periods of time. In today's culture, we all have that, it's kind of that instant gratification culture, right? Where we want that hit it rich. We want the six pack abs. Like we want it all right now, but all the personal development books I've read have been very consistent in teaching the principles of, like I call it, the aggregation of marginal gains. So. Yeah, I love that. And I think that it is, it's so important that when we are starting, sometimes you just need to build some confidence that you can do things. And so I like love the idea of like one push up and then two push up and then three, because you can say, hey, look it, I showed up and I did it. And then I showed up and I did it again. And when you have that confidence that you can show up and do it, that's going to fuel and motivate further action. But it can be hard. I think sometimes to trust that that process is going to create change, especially when we are in this world in which I want these things yesterday, or right. I notice with goal setting, even as we're talking here, that you're sort of saying, hey, start with one category of your life. And that's so hard for people because they're like, but you just had me assess my life and I have gaping holes, yep. right? And so, oh. yes, I want to fix it all <laughs> yesterday. And, and I so empathize with that personally, but it is wild that if you do start small and you are consistent with it, a lot of times changing one area of your life is going to, it's going to spread into other areas of your life and you're going to gain confidence by, by doing that one push-up. You're going to gain confidence that's going to show up in other places. Oh yeah. Now you even try. And yeah. so I, I really like that. And I, I appreciate that you have these formulas and things like that that people can use to help them gain some clarity on those things. So one of the things that I really wanted to make sure that I pick your brain about is that you've read all these books and then you spent all this time, like I know writing a book is not easy. You go through rounds and rounds of edit. It's, it's a really long process and it's a vulnerable process. Like you have to be open to feedback. You, you like are stretching yourself in so many ways when you're writing a book. And so I wanted to ask you, having gone through all of this reading, your own personal transformation, the challenge of writing a book, what if you had to give three pieces of advice to people looking to change their lives? What would those three pieces of advice be? It's tough to, <laughs> it's tough to limit it to three, but I'll do my best. I'll do my best. So first and foremost, like one of the ones that helped me the most when I was 24, I kind of needed this push a little bit. It was the responsible decision, as Andy called it, but this idea of kind of taking ownership of your life, this, this personal responsibility mindset, for me, it did wonders. 
because it helps you focus a little bit. We have so much distraction now and so much outdoor noise and we're, we're connected to everybody in the world via the internet. And so it's very easy to compare ourselves to other people. And so by looking inward and, and looking for personal development, it helps you focus a bit and look at, okay, like what are ways that I can get better and I can control this. You can't control external factors, right? Everybody has unique life circumstances that happen. You can control, however, your choices and the actions you take. And so that's where the focus needs to be. If you're on a personal success journey, a personal development journey, self-help, first and one of the most important things you can do is mindset and to focus on what you can control. At work, I have a little post-it note that says, what am I trying to control that's uncontrollable? Mm -hmm. Because I do find that I spend a lot of energy and time sometimes trying to control things that are outside of my control. And so I love this idea of what is it that's within my control and to own that. And yeah. it's hard because I think that accountability and agency are really related to each other. And what I mean by that is, that when you take responsibility for something, you're also recognizing that you have choice and that to sort of go, hey, I have some choice here, but that also means I have some responsibility here. And I think that sometimes we avoid wanting to give ourselves choices because if we accept that we have choices, then we also have to accept that we've been responsible for making different choices. And so I think that that can be really hard. So, okay, what's your second one? Okay. So the second one is probably just understanding the aggregation of marginal gains, how it works, how compounding works. And so, like I said, and Jim Quick, uh, author of Limitless, he had a really good post on his Instagram the other day where he gave a little formula and it showed small little changes multiplied by 365 days in a year equal incredible results. And so for me, I would say just understanding that those small little things that you do matter and they add up. And so by doing that one push up, by committing to exercise or committing to tracking something, whether it's your finances or your calorie intake or things like that, you are making that choice, you're taking that action, and then you're applying it consistently over long periods of time so that you can see the type of results that can occur as a result of it. So for me, it's, it's definitely understanding so one, personal development, and two, understanding how the aggregation of marginal gains can work in your favor. That's awesome. I think that it is so hard to trust that small things can make big changes. Yeah. And But it's so powerful when you can see that happening in your life. One thing that's interesting for me is I'm, I'm still a fairly new podcaster. I just launched this podcast in January. And I've just made two, two small podcasts every single week since January. But now I'm like in the 70s, like in the amount of episodes that I've created, I cannot believe how many listeners I already have. And it's this place where consistency pays off big time. And it can be hard because there's moments where it feels slow and then there's other moments where it feels really, really fast. So if there's a third piece of advice that you would leave my listeners with, what would that be? This one is a concept that I introduce in the book. And so I coined this, this term or this phrase, I call it soul integrity. And so what this means is being true to yourself. 
being true to who you are and only who that is. And so, and it's, it's interesting. You might be thinking like, wait, this is a personal development book. You're telling people you can get better, but you're also telling them to be true to who they are. Yes, that's right. Because <laughs> I am saying that. But for me, it's, it's very important to have that soul integrity to, to be who you are, be proud of who you are and be excited about the prospect of changing that to someone in the future that you don't, you don't even know. Like the, the possibilities are incredible, but where you're starting right now, you, you have to meet yourself with a bit of grace. Yeah. Were there choices and actions you could have taken at different places in your life? Yeah, probably. Everybody can look back and pinpoint sometimes they're like, oh, probably could have did better there, but, but you can't control the past, right? You can only control your present. And as a result, you can indirectly control the future. And so for me, it's as you almost like Dr. Seuss, the places you go, right? As you go on to new places, it's important to remember who you are. It's important to be true to who you are and you, you're going to change. You're going to adapt. It's part of life. The only constant is change, right? We hear that all the time. But in that process, it's important to, yeah, just be true to who you are, be proud of who you are, past, present, future. So I would say that, soul integrity. I love that. Yeah, the integrity of sort of like one, just knowing who you are, but then also believing in the potential of who you could be. One of the things that I really noticed both in teaching and in my work around goal setting and planning is that the idea of change can sometimes be really difficult because we don't believe that we're worthy of it, that we aren't worthy of imagining that possible future self who who does all of these amazing things. And so I do think that I love this idea of soul integrity and saying that like wherever you are is fine, but you also need to recognize that your future self has so many possibilities there and through some small changes, you can get there. And that doesn't mean that you're losing yourself because you're you're going to always be yourself. You got to do it your way and that your way is valuable and unique, that it that you yourself bring something unique to whatever the transformation is that you're going through. And so I absolutely love that. Bradley, this has been such a joy. I just like love that it's it's so interesting to me the way that life can introduce us to people and we have these like quirky wonderful experiences like crap happens (laughs) together and then you don't connect and then you do connect 10 years later and you realize we've been reading the same books and like we've had such similar life experiences and I just think it's like the most beautiful thing to be able to connect with people in that way so if my listeners wanted to connect with you if they wanted to get their hands on this book because I know I can't wait to. I'm going to scribble all over it and I'm probably going to email you and be like, I have a question about this part. I'm so excited for it. How are we going to be able to get this book? Tell me about it. Yeah, so it it should be launched. It's going to be launched in fall 2023. So it's going to be out very soon. It'll be available via hardcover, paperback, and ebook. And then the audio version will be coming out either end of this year or early next year. So we'll be working on getting in the studio and getting that recorded in the near future. So that's awesome. Are we going to find it like on Amazon, on Amazon? Yeah, it's going to start off on Amazon. So it'll be on Amazon, hardcover, paperback and ebook. Awesome. And you all, as soon as I have that link, I'll make sure that it's live in the show notes. Again, thank you so much, Bradley. 
This has been wildly fun for me. I'm like having a proud mom moment, even though I'm like not that much older than you. It is it is a trip to like connect with a student that you knew when they were like in their early 20s. And then you're like, oh, you're like a grown person now. <laughs> oh, you're 35 with kids and a wife. And a- <laughs> yes, it's so wild. So thank you so much. Thanks, Danielle. If this podcast has inspired you, guided you, or just made you laugh, the number one way that you can thank me is by leaving a written review for the show over on Apple Podcasts. I'm seriously tickled every time that I hear from you all. So pop onto Instagram and follow Plan Go Plan and digital message me. I want to say hello. I want to geek out about all things planning and goal setting. Keep sensing the possibilities, y'all.